one of the things that many students were getting expelled for or put out of class for and suspended for were things such as disruptive behavior. How can you tell what disruptive behavior looks like? You don't know. It can vary based on what the teacher feels, and that can be affected by race, how the teacher feels about the student's gender, different things of that nature. So when we see these blanketed policies being applied to areas where there's a lot of gray, then we run into issues like this. Now, did you talk with anybody in Jefferson County Public Schools for your research? Uh, Yes, I've been working with a woman named Judy Vanderhaar. She's a data analyst for Jefferson County. She's been working with me. What did you learn from her? Well, I learned a lot of different things, uh, just about how the policies actually work, about how the system's set up, about the different data and places where I could find data and information of that nature. She's actually going to be one of the speakers at my conference on the 24th, and she's going to talk about the school-to-prison pipeline from a data aspect to show people the numbers and how these things are actually being uh, portrayed of how in Jefferson County in 2010, 62% of the suspensions went to African-American students, and African-American students only make up roughly 30% of the population in the schools. So when we have these imbalances that are developing and they're also mimicking uh, what's going on in the prison system, then those are the issues that she was highlighting and pointing out to me. Now, this is also a national issue, and, and there's similar unbalanced numbers nationally, but I'm curious, since JCPS has somebody working in the system and recognizes that this is an issue, what's been their response? What's been the response to this? Well, actually, there's just a lot of, let's say, you have that hierarchy that's up there, and they're sort of set in their way right now. However, but we're working to try and change that, so it's probably just rough to be able to manipulate that system. How are you or how is somebody working to change that? Well, currently I'm working through my conference. What I've done is I've invited all the school board members. uh, I've invited the superintendent, different people of that nature, so that they can actually see the issue from a student's perspective and have it be laid out clearly. What's the common response when you ask questions about the pipeline, either to experts or to uh, JCPS officials? What What do they tell you when you show them this information? Well, at first it's either confusion, but then it's also like an awe. It's, it's, they didn't recognize it. It hasn't been laid out clearly. I mean, if you want, I can give you an example of this that's been going on here in Louisville. So when I was looking on JCPS's website, Shawnee, Shawnee High School here in Louisville, they have roughly close to about 500 students or more. Uh, and last year they administered over 700 suspensions. Okay, but then I looked at Manual, DuPont Manual High School, and then they have 1,800 plus students. However, they only administered around 28 suspensions. Okay, so when we look at these numbers, there's something going on. And the fact of, unless we're willing to say that these students are inherently bad and that they're just inherently more likely to get into trouble, then there's no reason to explain these numbers. There's nothing to explain it. I'm curious, what if people do say a lot of those students behavior is just a lot worse than students in manual. Well, then what I would say in response is, where have they been failed along the line? Because you don't come out of the womb just inherently bad. It's not born into your psyche. So there's something that's going on that transforms these students into that, whether it's their environment, something of that nature. But these are all things that are able to change.